We haven't talked. <laughs> we haven't talked in ages. Ages. It's been like, ages. My God. Yeah. You're a busy guy. You're a busier guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> You're a busier. You win. <laughs> no, no, no. You do. <laughs> what's What's going on with you, man? Lots of stuff on the go. I have been focused on growing my network and also looking for the next deal. Yeah, that's been uh, that's been my focus lately. And uh, with everything going on with COVID. The idea is to look for something like pick the cherries at this time, I think, in terms of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, first of all, how's the family? Like, how, how are you adapting to working at home? It was a bit of a transition in the beginning where, you know, my five year old would just barge in and be like, hey, daddy, 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 want to spend time with you? Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, it got better and uh, we definitely lost track of our routines and then we got back into the routines and now things are good in fact i appreciate having this no commute time back to me and i can make it like more productive so in fact i've been really happy with all the time i've had lately and um you know it's like you either can sit and just be like complain about what's happening in the world or actually make the best of it and I have been making the best of it, and I couldn't be happier with uh, the way I've been, been spending my time. I, I probably already said this, like like on the podcast before. Um, I can't recall if I have, but I've been, I've been saying it a lot. Um, the way I look at it is, you know, if I think of myself when I'm 80 years old, and someone said, you know, had someone offered you ten thousand dollars, or had someone offered you an opportunity to work from home and be off work while your child was four or five years old and it cost you $10,000, would you take it? And 80 year old self would be like, 100%, $10,000 and I can have all that time with my four year old? Because it's, it's yeah. when you look back in hindsight, like you don't realize you never get that time with your kid ever again. No, so, no. Even though like, you know, she's in the room right now and I'm shoot her away a couple of times, she still gets to come in and, and say hi. She, you know, she's, comes give me a hug like I'm still working but right right I get to I don't get that when I'm at my job you know what I mean yes exactly exactly in fact you know uh we had a new baby in December so I mm -hmm. feel like I've been saying that many many times at home that the baby is quite fortunate like I've, I've spent so much time with the baby because you know I'm home I'm home a lot so I kind of I uh, feel like this is a blessing in disguise in a way. Like, I mean, if you're, you know, making the best of it. For a lot of us, for, for, for yeah. a lot of people as well, you know, this is, this is scary and this is, you know, not to downplay, you know, everything that's going on, but, um, you know, for, for, for the most of the people that we're talking to, you know, that are not affected by it directly, make the best of it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm working one, two days a week. I'm home, you know, they're like six hour shifts. I'm getting like 12, 15 hours a week, um, which is hurting the bank account. But, you know, looking back on it, I'm going to be like, what did I lose out on for the four months? Eight grand, 10 grand, you know, in wages, you'll survive. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's not just for real estate investors, you know, everybody else will survive. You, you throw that on a credit card or something like that. It's a little bit of bad debt, but that's, that's good debt to me. 
I don't see that as bad debt. I see that as investing in yourself, investing in your family. Right. Right. You know, you're kind of making the best of the time that you have because we all hear and say that all the time. The only limitation we have in life is time. And now mm -hmm. we have more of it. So I think uh, if anything, we're in a better position than we were before. So it's just the way you look at it, right? I mean, there's always, I guess, two sides of a coin and uh, I'm definitely looking at the positive side and seeing what can this bring. And for anybody listening or anybody kind of going through that struggle, I would say it's hard to find that focus. Yeah. And I struggled with that too in the beginning, you know, I was like, oh my God, where's my routine? And, you know, first two weeks and, um, you know, you play a bit of catch up for all the stuff that was you know, sitting on the back burner, you do that. But then you're like, what now, right? What could I focus on? So I guess your again, your network comes in. So I talked to a couple of high achievers, I told them, and you know, I discussed and I'm like, okay. And um, a good friend raised his point. He was like, what is it some what is something that you can focus on in this time? So I was like, Oh, this is such a good question. And I gave lots of thought to it. And I was like, bang, this is what I'm gonna focus on. I'm gonna focus on growing my network, connecting with people across the country and, uh, you know, learning more about joint ventures and also, you know, looking at good deals, like pick my cherries now. Yeah. So, and I can totally get that done in the next three months, right? I mean, it might last longer than three months. I don't know, but I feel like I have my plate overflowing <laughs> with stuff I can fill my day with. Like, I'm so happy. Yeah. the way the days have been going yeah you've been having some good conversations too there's a lot of really cool investors oh, out there awesome conversations my god there's just so much amazing stuff happening across the country and it's good to hear you know um what other people are doing in different parts of canada so that's been my focus and i've been having really good conversations that's awesome coast to coast <laughs> so what product you're still working on that duplex right the two halves of the duplex and the basement suites right that's right so duplex to fourplex conversion yeah that's uh, underway and uh, we are at drywall stage on one side the permit got delayed on the other so hoping to get that either this week or early next week and then we can uh, you know, get rolling on the drywall on the other side too but it's going to be super awesome. I'm super looking forward to, you know, getting it done and then finally placing tenants in there. It's, I love the cash flow on those. I have a similar property like that um, that I completed in 2019. And, mm -hmm. and I get the cash flow on those things. And I know you have one now like that too. So yeah. it's just it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got uh, we got three suites filled. We got one last uh, bachelor suite to fill. Um, but we got lots of people and actually had a couple of emails today and applications and I think we'll be able to fold that one by the end of the week. So that'd be nice. That's awesome. I had eight yeah. vacancies in the last two months. Yes. Wow, oh, man. Just like nonstop. And like we've, we've got someone helping us out, you know, putting ads out and responding. So that's nice. Cause you know, Gabby doesn't have as much time anymore, but man, oh man, that's, I never want to do that again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. with being a I property manager, ten. but. What's that? I went through 10 vacancies last mm. summer, so I know exactly what you mean. And these are all new additions to my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So it was that steep curve and, you know, like kind of you're being pulled in a million different directions. I, thankfully, I have property management, so I, you know, just relied on good people to take care of my placements and screening and all of that stuff. 
but my God, even then, you know, there was a fair bit of work, you know, because I had to come up with some, some more systems or expand on systems that already exist. So I hear you. I know what you, what you mean. I mm-hmm. For this COVID time, I've had three vacancies that I need to fill. And those are also filled pretty quickly. Um, really? I feel like the rental demand is actually spiking in a way, right? I mean, there's a higher demand for some reason. There's more people reaching out. We've had a ton of responses. In the first three weeks, four weeks, we weren't getting as many applications. And I think that was because I passed it off to someone else. And every time you add a layer, it creates more friction, right? So we, right. we had to reassess it a couple of weeks ago and say like, okay, well, yes, we gave him a stock answer. Please send an application and a credit report. You know, like it was very detailed and, and very like he can just copy paste. But then I realized that, you know, we're not getting many applications. Why is that? And that was because we were creating way too much friction. You know, most tenants, they, they hop on Kijiji, they hop on RentFast, whatever it is. And they, you know, they look up 15 and they, they hit that click that is this still available or how I'd like to book a viewing. Um, you know, and normally they do that on a lunch break or something like that, or they come back later and, and they get maybe three or four responses in a half an hour. Well, they go and contact those three or four people and they go set up viewings. Right. And then like, if you, if you remember renting when you were uh, younger, like right. it's a very stressful process. And most people just want it done. I want to go see it. I want to find it. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to be sending in credit reports. I don't want to be filling out applications. So we were making it way too difficult. And someone would see mine and they'd be like, "Mm, I'm going to go with the other three people over here that said I can have it. Because there's a lot of amateur landlords like that. Yeah, yeah, come pick it up. You know, come do it tonight. We can sign the lease and it's yours tomorrow. Um, Right, right. That's what they're looking for. So we had to eliminate a lot of friction. And, um, but at the same time during COVID, you got to be careful. You don't want to be out showing it every night. You know what I mean? You right. don't want to be right. exposing yourself and ultimately your family or them. So, you know, how do you combat that? How do you, how do you focus on serious applicants? Because outside of COVID, so you would just book viewings, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just adapting, right? I mean, just like anything else in the investing world, you got to constantly adapt. And this is mm-hmm. another one of those where you figure out a way to adapt. And uh, so what uh, I have told my managers is, you know, do those uh, viewings via video. And then if someone has interest, they need to submit the application first and then they get to go into the housing. Yes. Before that, no, because we want to try and avoid that as much as possible, right? I mean, uh, if somebody's serious and they like it on the video, they've seen it. Now they like it. They've submitted their stuff and we like their profile. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to the next step and get them in here and take a look. Yeah, that's exactly what we did too, what we ultimately came up with. If, if they're great, then I'll get a credit report later because that's just an extra layer right. that doesn't need to be added on. But you're right. I don't. I want them to fill out an application. I want to know if, if, if they say three dogs, you know what I mean? That saves yeah. me a lot of time going down there and exposing um, right. you know, ourselves to each other. That sounded weird. <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you're, you're right, you know, and, and I, want them, I want them to view a video. I want you to look at this video. You know, if, I want you to notice if you don't like that thing over there or the, the paint, I want you to see it now. And I want you to talk to me about it now before we go down there. Um, and I want to know all about you. And then, yeah, if we feel good about it, then we can do a viewing. And if you like the viewing, that's when we go sign the lease when we get the credit report. Right. 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 Um, you know, since, since we kind of changed that up, yeah, we've had a lot of luck. Like, 
just looking at my applications right now. Oh, and we set up applications in Google Forms. So people can literally oh, do it on their phone as well. Fantastic. So nice and easy, gets emailed right to me. It only takes them two minutes to do, um, which oh, is great. Fantastic. And all my applications are in Google Forms now. I'm just looking like since last weekend, we got 80 applications. That's amazing. Holy mackerel. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of them are carbon. You know, they're, 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 but <laughs> yeah, but another, another great system. And I think it's a good sign for the market because lots of people are scared and yeah, the values might adjust or go down or, you know, whatever. But I think the rental demand, if anything, will actually go up because there's going to be more people who can't qualify to buy mm -hmm. uh, more people losing jobs. They still got to live somewhere. So they're going to, you know, look at renting places. I'm hearing the divorce rate has gone up because couples are hanging out at home more. Yeah. And I'm also hearing that people are looking for those home offices. So there's, uh, you know, demand for a little bit more room. People want to move away from apartments. I mean, this is all the feedback that I've been getting from uh, people who've been coming to see uh, my vacancies. They were like, oh, this is right. So I'm like, interesting, interesting mm -hmm. trend to see that there's uh, houses are going to be more in demand, uh, you know, as we go through this. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lot of downsizers too. A lot of people that are actually, I had one yesterday, um, too. Uh, they had said that they're selling their house right now and they're having trouble with viewing because no one wants to go and view a house that's actually occupied. So they're moving out for a year so that they, they can show their house vacant with their furniture and everything so that it'll move faster and they're willing to live in a basement suite for a year and then buy a house. So it gives them lots of flexibility and time. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. It was very, a homeowner would actually do that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to cost them a little bit more, but yeah, you know, yeah. in the end, you know, they're not having many viewings. So, and that's what their realtor saying. So they got creative, which is, mm, which is cool. Yeah. So you're, you're looking for the next big deal, you know, the good deals. I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling trying to figure out what to do. I, and I'm, I'm nor I'm an action taker, but like, I'm, are you able to find any deals right now? Is there, what are you looking for? No, I'm not. Um, I'm looking for like anything for a good value. In fact, I'm again, gearing towards more turnkey kind of stuff where mm -hmm. I don't have to do the massive renovation that I normally take on because the renovation with the fourplex renovation that I have on the go, I felt like, you know, COVID has had an impact. Like we needed a couple of fire rated windows and we had to go through, I don't know, like 15 companies in the city to get two coats, right? More than 15, I would say, even, uh, because lots of people are short staffed and, you know, these are special windows. So like, you know, just gave me an, I, like, just as an example, there is some, some slowness, right? And in, in, on that front, when it comes to material suppliers and contractors are still working and they're still looking for more work and they're practicing social distancing. So that part is fine, but some material has been a little bit harder to source. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, also our inspections, I mean, city employees are working from home. So the, you know, permit applications are taking a bit longer to process and things like that, right? Just so not as much staff working and some staff are working, they're working from home. So they may or may not have all the equipment they need and things like that to process mm -hmm. an application. So, you know, I'm, I'm not too, too keen on taking on another renovation project at this time. So I'm looking for more turnkey, something I can get into. Um, definitely geared towards more newer build. 
Yeah. So that's what I'm, you know, looking for. Something ready to go, quick possession. That uh, obviously I love base and sweet. So, you know, something that has a base and sweet and uh, kind of bite and run to and off we go. Mm-hmm. And, and you just bought another place uh, in Rosenthal last year, the one with the garage suite, right? Right, right. How's, how's that been? Oh, that's been fantastic. It's actually one of my favorite rental properties out of my entire portfolio. Just really? because it's been so easy to rent. Uh, the tenants are, I would say, you know, definitely A-plus tenants. Um, in fact, we had the main house tenant move back to Ontario. They were from Ontario originally. They came here, lived here for a bit, and then moved back. And they moved back before the lease was up, and they continued to pay until we could find a new tenant. Really? So typically, you don't see that. Right. I mean, when you place tenants and I mean, I've had people who would just been like, yeah, well, you know, the lease is the lease, but we're going. I'm like, okay. You know, as long as they don't cause a lot of damage, I don't go after them too, too much. I, I'm like, whatever. I keep, I get to keep your deposit and you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say these have been really good people. Um, I would jump on if something else like that in that area comes up. Yeah. So yeah, an outstanding property. I love those garage suites. What's what's the square footage of the garage suite? It's about six hundred square feet. Yeah. Um, two bedroom, one bath, kitchen, you know, living area. It's not too too big, but it's definitely a great space. I find that people who were interested in it when I was looking to rent it were people um, who thought of it almost like a townhome in a way because you don't have tenants. In fact, you don't even share a wall with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're living above a garage and, you know, you're, you're, you're farther away from, you know, the house tenant uh, and also from your neighbors on either side. So they're just really, really happy and probably they're going to be there for a few years until they're ready to buy their own home. And they prefer it over a condo. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a tighter area, the way that it's structured. Was there any like limitations? Like, was did you were you able to get a stove in there, or did you have to do a hot plate, or uh, were you able to get laundry no. in there? Yeah, laundry's in there, stove is in there. It's a fully functional kind of unit. You yeah. know, has the, the full oven and stuff like that, the full kitchen, and it is a tighter area, but um, you know, definitely a way to make it work. The kitchen isn't too big, right? It's a, it's a tight kitchen. Yeah. But uh, for two people and a dog, it's perfect. And that second room ends up being an office anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think I'd work for a family and I, I've been looking at them quite a bit lately, just trying to figure out, you know, how I can make them work uh, for the properties that I have, you know, where I can put garage suites on now that you're allowed three suites in Edmonton. Uh, I've been very interested in, in trying to, you know, to, to, to look into that. What kind of rents are you getting? Like what are the numbers so on that? I suite? am collecting about uh, 1500 bucks, including utilities on the garage suite. Mm-hmm. So you could say 1300 uh, for rent and 200 for utilities, something like that. Interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to your comment about adding them on existing properties, I've looked at the numbers several different ways. And here's my opinion on it. It does not make sense to spend $150,000 to $200,000 on an existing property and put a garage suite. But if you were to build the whole thing from scratch and you have you know, financing and off it goes, 
it makes sense because you know you're spending a fair chunk of money you could take that money and go buy a house go buy a duplex even full ready to go so why spend that hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a garage i mean if you're able to finance a good portion of it right 80 percent of it or something yeah then yeah so it has to it depends on your financing to make sense of the investment but uh, even then i feel if you already have a property with an existing garage it's hard to make sense of the numbers. I've done the numbers for myself. I've done the, num- done the numbers for a friend just to see if it makes sense to put a garage suite. And my answer was, nope, go and buy a house. Because that kind of money can easily get you into, get you into a, a single family house that would have two income suites already. But so if you're it, building something from scratch, consider it. Right, absolutely. Because it's actually significantly cheaper when you're doing it from scratch because right. it's all excavated, right? You're saving a lot right. of money on hookups and everything else. That's what I've learned. And a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, I can get it for done for 120, 130. And I'm looking and I'm seeing like 180, 190. I'm like, what's the difference? Right. And that's because they need to excavate all of the existing, you know, obviously get rid of the garage. They need to do all yeah. the utility lines. They got to pour the concrete. Whereas when you're doing right. a new build, the concrete guys are already there. The right. electricians right. are already there, right? Right. It's so you're, you're paying extra for that extra for that, that inconvenience and, and starting from scratch. Right. Um, right. And I mean, it's a different footprint too, right? For the garage, lots of people think, Oh yeah, I already have a garage. Why not build a garage suite on top of it? No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. No. You need a new foundation. Right. And as you said, the, the services need to be done. So, you know, those need to go underground. <laughs> And also, uh, you need a bigger footprint. I think the measurement of the garage that I have is a 24 by 30 footprint. So it's a, you know, fairly, fairly If you want to get garage. two bedrooms, yeah. Yeah, if you want to get two bedrooms, correct. Correct. Right. So your hesitation specifically, is that for the, the economics of the rents and the investments? Or is it more of the, the, after, uh, the value afterwards? It's the value afterwards yeah. because we don't know which direction it's going in. And uh, from the looks of it, it will soften. We don't know how, by how much. Um, so I feel like, you know, the, I read an article the, the other day, double digit kind of change in prices, like obviously downwards, which is a significant number. So that could be a bit of a gamble at this point where you take on a renovation project and your ARV drops by let's say over 10 percent yeah yeah i uh yeah I, i'm thinking the same thing but you, you know me like that that's not good enough for me there's got there's got to be a way right right there's got to like, be a way for sure just like basement suites when they you know when people started looking into those um you know the adding a basement suite whatever it is say 70 dollars you know on an existing house if 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 it only increased the value of the property by seventy or eighty thousand dollars, people wouldn't be doing it. But now that there's a market for it and it increases the value by say one thirty, people are doing it because they know they can flip them, they can burr them, you know, refinance them back for themselves, and it's a good investment to do that flip. Um, and I feel like it's just only a matter of time before the market um, reacts the same way to garage suites. Difficulty right now, you bought a you know a full. Well, there's lots of people buying houses with basement suites and garage suites brand new. They're like 530, 540. Yeah. But you want yeah. to go put that on your, your property in Mill Woods. That's $470,000 right now. You're going to spend $200,000 or 
on that garage suite, you're at 670. Yeah. Who's going to pay 670 when they can go buy a brand new one for 540? Doesn't make any yeah, sense. Exactly. The market hasn't, doesn't you know make sense. I mean? The market no, is the market. So mm -hmm. what it's going to take is it's going to take some pioneers to actually jump in and start putting them up on the market and savvy investors to see the long-term value of that because they will cash right. flow, right? Right. Your right. $470,000 suite house cash flows. If you oh yes, it does. $200,000 asset and, and you, and you, and you, you leverage it, you get a mortgage on it for 80%. It'll cash flow at those numbers, $1,300. Right. Right. Uh, right. For rent, it'll definitely right. cash flow, but Nobody wants to make, no one wants to clear that trail. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you got to see, right. I mean, there's no comps in that $670,000 range. There aren't any because people who have built garage suites, they've either bought the house and garage suite brand new, like I did, or people have built them in their own backyard and they're just sitting like they're living in the house and renting the garage suites. It's yeah. not like something that's out in the market and you can see comps for. So it's hard, it's hard to, you know, get the appraisals in that 670 range. And as you said, like from an investment perspective, it doesn't make sense. You know, even the higher end stuff I've seen 560, 570, still cheaper than a $670,000, right? Total project, right? So it's, um, it's hard to justify them to those numbers if you're putting a garage suite on an existing, you know, it's an older house and you're putting a new garage suite and it's a pure investment property. Right. Sucks though. Cause we've been asking for three yeah. suites for the longest time. Now how do right. we make it work? Right. I've been, I've I been know. putting a lot of thought into it. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how right. to make it work. Cause I'm pretty sure yeah. an out of town investor of Vancouver, Toronto would look at this and see $670,000, but three suites, you know what I mean? Who, yeah. who is it? Getting two for the price of one has been the saying for the longest time, getting three for the price of one one mortgage right yeah that's yeah, an important key as well because you know once you hit that point where you start maxing out on mortgages you got to go to alternative lenders higher interest rates if you could have three suites that cash flow on one mortgage that's that's, that's great. Why me and you love fourplexes right i mean fourplexes with one title one mortgage i am a big fan of those just because mm -hmm. you know you get one mortgage and you have four income properties right and uh, lots of different advantages on top of the cash flow, right? Cash flow is, is amazing, obviously, but the fact that it's only one mortgage is also a huge bonus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm strongly considering but, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely think about um, even some new builders are putting those three suites in and yeah. you could get all three done in under 600 in some places, but you got to be open to a bit of suburbs. You know, these are new areas. These are yeah. out in, you know, like I call them a bit of boonies, right? They're out in the boonies a little bit because they're um, in a brand new area. So I think so. Um, one thing to keep in mind is your parking. When you're mm -hmm. looking at three income suites per piece of property, you got to think about at least five or six cars. Do you have room for five or six cars? Some of these houses, especially the newer neighborhoods, they're zero lot lines. So houses are like really tight. In fact, even the house that I have in Rosenthal, my fence is, you know, like my property's on the property line. Meaning like the, the wall of the house is on the property line. Wow. So, you know, it's just something to watch for. You know, great to have three tenants, but you got to think about 
think about it from a management perspective. Is it going to become a bit of a management nightmare when you have all these people and the streets are tight and you don't have parking? So uh, my property in Rosenthal, I was cautious that I, on my own land, I have parking for three to five cars. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about, you know, having uh, in the future, putting a basement suite in the property as well. Right now mm. it's only the house and the garage suite. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's funny you say that because I've had a lot of people um, right now, tenants that are saying, what's the parking? And I say street parking. Because if you've got a garage in the back that's got a little pad just behind it, just for driving up, whoever's renting the garage, they don't want the other tenants parking in front of their garage. No. And uh, I'm getting a lot of resistance from tenants saying, like, I'm not parking on the street. And I can't really? imagine what it would be like if there were five or six vehicles on one property. Right, right. But uh, yeah, that's I mean, something we, to think about for sure, you know, in, in a tight neighborhood of the especially these newer neighborhoods, they're tight. Like I find that mm -hmm. uh, they're, you know, even the roads are narrower and stuff like that, just because the city wants densification. They want more density. Um, you know, houses are close together. The streets are tighter. People still have the same number of vehicles, right? I mean, every family has two to three vehicles. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta be mindful of that. So choose your lot wisely. I think in those scenarios is what I would say. Mm. So how are you finding your deals right now? You got, you got signs out or people calling or you got people looking for you? I got people looking for me really. I don't have any signs or any marketing that I'm doing myself. Just kind of people looking. I mean, I'm getting a lead here, here and there from different uh, realtors I've bought with in the past. Um, uh, also I have, uh, you know, people um, that have, I guess I'm coaching a couple of people who are, interested in getting started on their investing journey. So they're helping me find stuff off of TTG and things. So we're just kind of, you know, um, they're sending me stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense. So we're just kind of, it's a bit of a learning exercise. There may, may or may not be a deal that comes out of it, but I'm definitely evaluating a lot of those deals or helping people on that front. What do you, you know me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, sorry to cut you off. What are you seeing right now in our, in our, in our favorite neighborhood, Mill Woods? What am I seeing for deals? Not a whole lot. So it's weird. dead. Yeah, it's so dead. Like, it's not crazy, but I have had um, one that came my way. And I mean, you know, um, it wasn't something that I could make sense of. So I turned it down. Just the numbers didn't work. But uh, definitely, you know, not a whole lot, not a whole lot of people um, even getting up and kind of listing their places. Uh, this was just a referral. So I bought a house from them in the past and they were like considering this one. So they reached out to me and that's how it came to me. It wasn't listed or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of stuff pop up. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you do, if, if any of your uh, mentees find anything in Mo Woods, obviously, because it doesn't sound like you're doing much renovations right now anyways. If you see anything that's undervalued that, you know, you can add a little bit of work, whether it be a flip or a burr, send it my way. I'd love to hear it. And oh, obviously, sure. if, any, if anyone's listening and they see they got anything too, uh, you know, something that's heavily undervalued and needs some work, I'm, I'm looking to do a renovation right now. I am bored. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely, uh, you know, send it your way if I see something. 
you know i would i know i'm saying i'm not keen on it but if it's the right deal the numbers make sense there's enough room african it's hard to turn down a good property yeah, for sure <laughs> you know? it's all about focus and too that, you're you're yeah. focusing on jvs right now in new properties right drinking. right right that's exactly what i'm focusing on correct yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm focusing on burrs with you know like an afs exit strategy or a rent to own strategy like a creative selling strategy rather than putting it on the market so that's that's what i'm looking for but i just can't seem to find anything that you know fits the numbers you know what i mean yeah. you, gotta, you gotta find something that, that needs a significant amount of work and 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 the price reflects that which i'm not right. seeing but yeah you know, Sometimes you got to create those, right? I mean, I'm, I, nice. I'm a big believer that, you know, uh, as long as someone is looking to sell and the property makes sense, you can make it a deal yeah. by being a strong transaction engineer, mm-hmm. right? So it's about having the conversation with the seller and uh, seeing what they're looking for and finding a way to make it a win-win. Yeah. And um, trying to think of an example, um, yeah, they wanted so they wanted a number on a property, and they didn't want all their cash back, all their cash from the sale right away. So we structured it with a VTB, where they got more in the end after the fact, after mm-hmm. it was all said and done, and they got their money in chunks split between two financial years. So that way they were able to reduce their tax burden a bit and they ultimately got what they were wanting for a number. So you got to build up creative. You got to build up a relationship to have that conversation though, right? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm a, you know, whether it's a seller or, you know, I don't get to interact with tenants too, too much, but definitely I'm a relationship guy. Like no matter who I do business with, relationship is the most important thing to me. Cool, man. Well, it was good catching up with you, man. Yeah, for sure. Likewise, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, say hi to the family. Whenever this is all done, uh, you know, we'll get out for a barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Get the boys together. Yes, for sure. We definitely have to get the boys together. Awesome, man. All right. I'll catch you later.